Hello, Monetization Nation. I'm Nathan Gwilliam, your host, and welcome back to another episode with Adam Witte. Adam is the CEO and founder of Advantage Forbes Books. In the last episode, we discussed the seven pillars of authority marketing, and today we're going to continue our conversation about authority marketing and look at different examples of companies that have effectively implemented authority marketing. We'll also discuss benefits of authority marketing. We're going to cover the following key takeaways. Number one, authority marketing can help us generate more leads, increase our revenue streams, and ultimately find more success. Number two, authority marketing helps differentiate us. Number three, one of the worst things we can do is try to compete on price alone. Number four, in most cases, anything that can be a catalyst of great success requires great time, effort, energy, and investment. Number five, there are riches in the niches. Number six, people don't buy from companies, they buy from people. Maybe you could go back through and give us a, an example of, of a story with each of those seven pillars of a company that, that did a good job of, of leveraging that pillar, maybe the difference that it made for that company. Yeah. So uh, when we think about authority marketing and how you put it into practice, right? So uh, I think about uh, Steve Gilliland and Steve Gilliland uh, was a speaker. He was a motivational speaker. He was an executive for most of his business career. And he decided when he retired that he had a motivational message that he wanted to share with the world. And so Steve uh, came to me and said, Adam, you know, I've got all of these stories. I've got all this content. I'm a retired executive. I want to speak. I want to share what I know with others. How do I do it? And ultimately, over a course of about 10 years, uh, we partnered with Steve and we created seven different books. And what Steve did is each one of those books was also a keynote speech. So he can now speak to the same audience technically seven different times on seven different topics. So he's using speaking, he's using content marketing, he's leveraging both of those pillars, right? And guess what? Every time he goes and speaks, the audience has an opportunity to buy a copy of his book and take it home with them. So now, instead of getting just a speaking fee, Steve's selling anywhere from 50 to 150, 250 copies of his book every time that he speaks. So he essentially doubles his speaking fee, first through the actual speaking fee, the second is through the sale of books. And a lot of the times he would offer the event, the opportunity to pre-purchase books at a discount and give them to his audience at no charge. Steve went from speaking about 25 times a year, uh, making an average of $5,000, so that's $125,000 income as a speaker. Uh, when he endeavored in this authority journey with us, he ended up growing that to about 150 speaking events a year uh, at an average revenue of $10,000 per event in speaking fee and book sales. So he grew his business by a factor of about 12x to a million and a half dollars a year, right? By really implementing these ideas and principles of authority marketing. I think about uh, Dr. Jamie Reynolds. 
who's an orthodontist in Detroit, Michigan. And Dr. Reynolds uh, really utilized PR and media as his secret sauce to build his credibility. And so now when you walk into Dr. Reynolds' office or when you go to his website, askdrreynolds.com, you see over a hundred different logos of all of the media, the newspapers, the magazines, the TV shows, the radio shows that he's been interviewed or featured in. And so if you're a parent and you're thinking about getting braces for your kids, you know, what orthodontist would you rather send your child to? The person who's been featured in the USA Today and the New York Times and the New York Post and who's been on all of these different radio and television shows? Or would you rather send your child to the orthodontist that hasn't done any of that? Well, we know that perception is reality. And we know that consumers buy emotionally and they justify logically. And so, be, and so because of that, we know that the best brands and the best companies are ones that are able to successfully create perception that attracts high quality customers. And that's what authority and credibility marketing is. It's not fake, it's real, but it's all about creating the perception that you want consumers to have of you and your, your brand, your business. And so Dr. Reynolds has just done an incredible job of building uh, credibility through PR and media. And that credibility is an asset. That credibility is currency in this business that he's turned into more and new uh, patient starts than any of his peers in the Metro Detroit area. I, I love the point that you made there that it's not about faking it. It's, it's not about pretending that we are an authority or that we're credible when we're not. Instead, this orthodontist was credible. He just had to find a way to communicate that with, with his customers. He had to get on the media and, and then not just get on the media, but be able to put those up in his office so that his his clients and potential clients would be able to see those kind of sources or signals of credibility. Yeah. You know, one of the biggest pieces of pushback that I'll hear people share with us when we're talking about authority marketing is they'll say, um, you know, this isn't about me and I don't really have an ego and I don't want all this attention. And I understand their point. And I answer it by saying, great, you don't have an ego. You're not doing this because you want to fulfill an ego. That's fabulous. But the more attention that you and your business get, the more customers will walk in the door. And the more they'll convert to the, the higher percentage that walk in the door will become actual customers. That's right. So you're going to get a higher quantity and quality of lead generation. You're going to get a higher quantity of and quality of sales conversion, and you're going to get a higher quantity and quality of referrals and repeat business from those customers. Right? So they say, you know, but this isn't about me, right? I have no ego in this. And I say, great. I, I, I got it. I support that. But guess what? If you're not willing to share what you know with others, your competitor is. And so are you saying to me that, hey, I don't care that my competitor outshines me and surpasses me because it's, it's my ego won't let me do that? 
Absolutely not. It's never been about beating your chest. It's about sharing your stories, your passion, your knowledge with others to help them. And the more of service you can be to others, the more you will grow your business, right? Growing your business is really simply a byproduct of doing the right things and having a mission to help as many people as you possibly can. Any other stories or examples you could share? So there's a lot. Um, so I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a, another one. Um, so one of our authors is a guy uh, by the name of Charlie Epstein. And Charlie is a financial advisor. And so Charlie wrote a book. The title of the book was Paychecks for Life. And it was all about teaching people that are employees of businesses how maximizing your 401k every single year can create truly a paycheck for life after you stop working. So he was all about helping people be smarter about their retirement and plan ahead. So when they do retire, they're prepared and ready versus being in a bad situation. So Charlie writes a book, which is content marketing. He turns that into a podcast. He turns that into a series of videos on YouTube. And because Charlie in his early career was a one man stand up comic, he, discern, he decides to turn it into a comedy reality show, a one-man comedy reality show, okay? So what does he do? He creates content, book, podcast, YouTube videos, etc. He puts on an event, which is his one-man comedy show that he does now in theaters all over the country. So he does an event. Uh, he takes all the content and he indexes it and gets it everywhere online on social media, on his own website, which is killing, it's titled Killing Retirement is his website. And he gets it all indexed to make him searchable and make him more discoverable, right? He uses PR and media. So he's gotten media outlets to talk about his book, to talk about his show. He then uses all of this to generate leads that funnel into the book, the show, the YouTube channel that ultimately create end clients for him. So financial advising, you know, money management, for most people, a pretty boring topic and certainly a topic where there's a lot of people talking about it. It's a crowded topic. Uh, it's very competitive. And what Charlie's done is by by leveraging the principles of authority marketing and credibility marketing, he's kind of created this very unique niche, this category of one uh, for himself and for his brand that has allowed him to prosper in a very competitive space. What do you think are some of the biggest benefits to businesses that leverage authority marketing? It's differentiation. It's category of one. Look, we live in a world today that is truly global. Things were competitive enough in the United States, let alone now having people and entrepreneurs from all countries around the world competing with you. With Google, with Amazon, with the proliferation of digital and online, it's never been easier and cheaper for people to compete globally against you. 
And all of that competition, because most people are not very sophisticated when it comes to marketing, because most people don't understand the importance of bending and creating the perception you want consumers to have, guess what people compete on? Most people compete compete on the same thing that they've competed on for 500 years. That's price. That's the worst possible thing to compete on. The worst. And guess what? It's not, I'm going to compete with you and charge a higher price. It's I'm going to compete with you by charging a lower price. And it's the race to the zero profit point. The race to the bottom, right? If you look at Apple, Apple has 11% of the market but they have 70% of the profit in the market, right? They're more than happy at 11%. And so how do you become an apple in your category? Well, the way that you become an apple in your category is you do things different from everyone else. And if you look at what Apple has done so differently, you know, one is their closed architecture. Number two is their relentless focus on design. Right. I mean, their products look sleek and cool, where certainly at least for a long time, their competitors look, you know, kind of clunky. Right. If you had a Mac or if you had an iPhone, that was what the cool people had. Uh, But more importantly than just that, they realize that shaping the brand and the perception and positioning themselves as the leader in the category, that's been the most important thing. I mean, Apple invests lots of money in marketing. And it's not advertising, it's building their brand perception, right? So the same principles that have propelled Apple to be one of the most valuable brands in the world, well, those same principles can be distilled down to a much, much smaller business or to an entrepreneur like you or like me. So I say the most important thing is dramatic differentiation and authority and credibility is a very, very profound way to do just that. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you've seen from companies as they've tried to implement authority marketing or as they didn't implement authority marketing, they had to fix it? I I remember recently one of the newsletters you put out or maybe Rusty put it out about uh, Southwest and and some some, uh, challenges that they're facing right now. Maybe you could give us a couple, maybe you could talk about Southwest and maybe another couple examples of of opportunities to improve our authority that you've seen? Yeah, so I would tell you that the biggest mistake that businesses make with authority marketing is they they don't do it, right? I mean, that is, they don't understand how important it is to shape the narrative of what's being talked about and what's being done uh, week in and week out. And because they don't invest in authority marketing, they don't have a bully pulpit. They've not built for themselves a bully pulpit where people will actually listen to what they have to say. And look, I get it. It takes time. It takes money. It takes energy. Um, Writing a book, hosting a podcast, writing a newsletter, all of those things take a massive amount of time. And most businesses, most entrepreneurs would rather not do it. But anything of great importance and anything that can be a catalyst of great success, in most part, requires great time, effort, and energy and investment to make it happen. So the biggest thing is people just don't do it. 
The second thing is that people become way too spread out and way too unfocused on what it is that they're an expert at. Uh, I've always believed that the riches are in the niches. And so the more you can narrow down your level of expertise, the better, right? Nathan, what am I an, uh, an authority in or an expert in? Authority marketing, right? What are you an expert in? Credibility marketing. That is a really narrow niche within a much bigger niche, which is marketing, within a much bigger niche, which is general business information and advice. And so don't, don't worry about boiling the ocean, right? Instead, just look at your tiny little niche that you can own and, and dominate. And so that's another big mistake that I see people make. If you do invest in authority marketing, they try to be way too general, try to be all things to all people, and they don't focus on a really targeted, narrow niche of people that they're going to focus on uh, controlling the message for. And a lot of people, they're concerned about doing that because they're afraid they're leaving money on the table. But what they don't realize is that when you try to be all things to all people, you're competing with so many different people. And, and as you niche it down, you can become number one in the world. And it's much easier to close those deals. And you can actually make a lot more money focusing on a niche than trying to be way too broad. Yeah, category of one, right? Put yourself in a category of one where nobody else can claim to be or do as you are. And that requires focus and that requires uh, just, you know, that, 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 that pinpointed laser-like uh, relentless implementation. You know, the, the famous story of, of Steve Jobs when he came back to Apple after his uh, wilderness years, you know, he said, all right, well, what are we doing? Well, you know, we're making laptop computers, we're making desktop computers, we're making like a Palm Pilot, we've got printers, we've got servers, we've got software, we've got all of, like there were all of these different things that they did. And, you know, he said, we're gonna have four products and that's it. And so he took something that was really wide and he winnowed it down to just focus on just a handful of little things. Look, you're not a multi-trillion dollar, you know, company like they are in terms of enterprise value, but the same principle applies. Okay. Uh, you talk a lot about thought leadership and how that's one of our most important secret weapons. Yeah. So thought leadership is knowing a lot about something that's of value to other people and sharing it with them, educating them, informing them to help them make better decisions in their business, in their life, etc. And by sharing the knowledge that you have with other people and helping them improve their lives with said knowledge, uh, that creates a golden virtuous cycle that will ultimately come back to you, whether that be as an advocate, whether that be as a customer or client of your business, whether that be as someone that refers other people to you, whether that be through you know, social media likes and, and what have you. And so really thought leadership is all about being an expert. And look, being an expert isn't something where we have a formula and we have a magic wand and great news, I've now turned you into an expert. Building expertise takes time, in some cases, you know, years or decades for people to ultimately build. 
But thought leadership is leveraging the expertise that you have and sharing it with other people to actually make you as a go-to person that other people know, see, recognize, respect, where people say, we want to hear what you have to say about this topic because you know so much about it. So once we've done that and we have set ourselves apart as a thought leader, we've become an authority in our niche, um, how does that actually help us to grow our business, the bottom line profitability of the organization? Yeah, people don't buy companies, they buy people. And so your status as a thought leader and an expert uh, conveys upon the entire organization and the entire business, right? So it goes back to how do you attract people to your company in the first place? Is it that crass commercial message with the buy now button or the call this number right now to get 50% off your order? Is that how you acquire a customer? Or do you acquire a customer because someone read a book that you wrote, read an article that you wrote, listened to a podcast that you were on and said, you know what, this guy or this gal, what they're saying makes a lot of sense. I'd like to learn more. I'd like to talk to him or I'd like to talk to his or her company. That's what it really is. Thought leadership is about producing better customers because the customer that clicks on the buy now button because of a coupon or a discount is not the same quality customer that reads your book, listens to your podcast, is thought provoked, and then says, you know what? I should call them. So look, does thought leadership marketing work for everybody? Well, if you gave me enough time, I could probably show you how it could. But I would tell you that if you are in a business selling a high ticket product or service that has complexity to it, thought leadership marketing is probably the only way that you should be marketing yourself. Yeah, definitely. And and even in the consumer product space where people think it doesn't fit really well, maybe a local plumber or a, a company that builds pergolas for your backyard, right? You can become an expert in designing beautiful backyards or, you know, in all of these different niches. Um, it would be it would be hard to find a place where thought leadership could not help you as an organization. Yeah, we had a uh, client that we served who was a undertaker. He was a funeral director. And his book um, was about how to live forever, meaning how to create a legacy uh, that when you are gone, you know, the impact and the effect that you had on this world will not be forgotten. And he used it as a tool for helping um, patients with a terminal illness or helping people in hospice really think through, you know, what impact do I want to have on the world? How do I want to be remembered? Uh, What, uh, you know, what do I want people thinking about me, saying about me? And he wrote a book that really guided them in their thinking, right? And so look, I mean, for him, it was something about how do I help these people leave the world with dignity? And how do I help these people really think through their last weeks, you know, and months in in an organized fashion? I mean, his motivation for this wasn't 
you know, how do I get more people to call me when their loved one passes away to handle their funeral arrangements? There was a more altruistic reason for him doing this book. But the end result is, um, you know, these people that he helped wanted him to handle the arrangements after they were gone. It's morbid. It's a crazy example. But the bigger point I want to make is that if a, if a funeral director can utilize the principles of authority marketing to grow their business, then, then many other types of businesses uh, can, can do so and do it even easier. Thank you so much, Adam, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. To learn more about or connect with Adam, you can find him on LinkedIn or Facebook. And you can also check out his website at adamwitty.com. And there's links to each of those sites in the blog post for this episode on our website. You can also get a free copy of my ebook about passion marketing and learn how you can become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and I wish you success with your authority marketing. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.